That was the song Golden Witch by the band KFK playing us in today. Everyone, welcome to episode three of Goggins and Friends. Have a great episode lined up today as we bring Rudy Freiberger onto the air. Rudy and I met one of my first days in college as he lived across the hall from my roommate and I, and he was just a great guy to have around. Contagious personality, always the person to go to if he needed a good laugh. Our friends spent many college nights together watching old movies and playing classic games like Super Smash Bros. and Mario Kart. Rudy's had quite the interesting story over recent years. He went to school for graphic design, got a graphic design job that turned out not to be really graphic design, and then decided to take the courageous leap and jump into the world of the trades and is currently an apprentice as an electrician. He also went through all of this while helping raise his young daughter Emerson, who is now a big whopping three years old. In this episode, Rudy shares his experiences as a father, what led to his change in career path, and recommendations for new parents and those looking to make a switch in their careers to come out happier on the other end, just like he is. Let's jump on in. So you're a father, and how old is Emmy, right? That's her name? Yep, Emerson. Uh, She's three years now. She just turned three in July 2nd. Wow. Wow. Okay, so very recent birthday. Oh, yeah. What'd you guys do to celebrate? My mom threw a princess party for her which was awesome. And there's a <laughs> bunch of other little girls that came by and they all went swimming and stuff. And uh, me and Sabrina, while we were at our apartment, we got her some cupcakes and got her some toys. And we went for a walk, which was nice. There's a little park right next to us. It's just, you know, real. She loves it. So nice. that was that was kind of our celebration. We usually get her on Fridays. So it was Friday night when we got her. So there wasn't really much we could do on her birthday. But it was still, so you know, we still wanted to celebrate a little bit. And then we went over to my parents on that Saturday. And that's where we had a little bit more fun. There was more cake for her, more presents for her to open. Um, some relatives came by just to say hi. And yeah, the, the real party was more like towards the in the week when the, the kids came by. But for us, we just kind of, you know, made sure that she knew she was, we were celebrating her birthday, at least with presents and cake. For um, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, getting everyone together, doing presents and cake, stuff like that. If I was a three-year-old, not much more I could ask for. That's cool, man. Exactly. Nice. So three years. Wow. Time flies. That's crazy. So what's your favorite part about being a dad? Um, Definitely my favorite part about being a dad is it's watching Emerson grow up and watching the, the, the her personality grow, you know? Okay. So... It's just, I only get to see her in certain sections. I get her for a weekend every two uh, two weekends in a, month, in a month, you know. I'll get her that Friday and just, you know, and she goes back home to her mom on, uh, on Sunday. But in that little time, you know, I see her progression of her personality from like almost a week-to-week basis. She learns a new word that I didn't know about, you know, or she'll she'll figure something out like uh, like a puzzle or something or ask for something that I don't know about. So just the things that kids say is crazy. And I know that's like a huge cliche, but like they, <laughs> they really do, do just say like just the weirdest, sometimes it's the weirdest things and do the weirdest things. I don't know. It's just, it's so much fun just being a dad in that light. You know, I wish I had her more so I can help like develop her personality a little bit more too. Because just having her on a weekend, it's just not enough. 
But then again, I don't, at, at this point in my life, especially with how my relationship is with her mom, which is, it's good. It's fine. It's just, she has priority or she has placement. So she'll have Emerson, you know, for the majority of time. And then I only get her for that, for that weekend and, mm-hmm. or, and every other weekend. So, and it works out with my work schedule. So it's just, I wish I, you know, had my daughter to come to come home to more on a regular basis. Yeah. yeah. On a regular basis. I miss, I miss that a lot. I'm sure that she realizes, of course, she's very young, only three, but I'm sure she realized like, all right, there's this kind of a sense of, since she isn't at your place all the time, I'd imagine there's a big sense of excitement. Like whenever I was a kid and went to go see like my friends over their place, that I didn't go to a lot. Or whenever I'd go see my grandparents, like there was a big sense of excitement. Like, all right, we're going, we're going to see my grandparents. There's going to be a lot of fun to be had. I'd imagine it's probably some similar type of thing. You talked about shaping and developing her personality. Oh, yeah. I knew you all throughout college. And one of the things I loved most about you was your personality. So I'm sure some of that <laughs> rubs off on her whenever she comes over, but yeah, absolutely. I think just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed that you could see her personality grow and develop so much just in the span of two weeks. And of course, like you said, cliche kids saying the wildest and craziest things and doing the most crazy things. It's gotta be just so fun to watch. And like, that's not just someone's kid right there. That's my daughter that's going through and doing all this stuff. Oh yeah. And especially like in, in just a week, you know, I was at work while my mom threw this party for my daughter. Right. So I had her for a week, which was awesome. You know, I get a week to have her, but my parents will watch her and I go and stay with my parents for that week while, you know, so I get to come home to my daughter is essentially why, you know, now I miss it. Cause I view, I, for a week, I got to come home and see my kid, which was awesome. So during that week, my parents held that party and my daughter, Emmy, she, uh, completely afraid of swimming. She used to love water when she was just a, you know, baby, like a one-year-old, you know, she loved water and, uh, couldn't get her out of it. She'd wake me up in the morning or like I'd wake up and she's crawled out of her crib and actually crawled to the, to the sliding door in the kitchen and slap on the door saying like, you know, pool like swim i want to swim it's like you you know she's like well like one or two years old and it's like how like it's seven in the morning (laughs) you know like let's let's eat breakfast first like she loved the water then something changed when she turned like i don't know like two and a half completely deadly afraid of the water she'll come into the water with you but the second you try to like you know kind of push her away she's got like her floating devices on and stuff the second you push her away, she screams, she clutches on you, she digs her nails into you, and she's just crying and crying. It's like, you used to love the water, you used to love floating by yourself, and now, you know, I don't know. But like I said, like, the personality changes in, like, like so fast. The second she saw those other little kids swimming at her pool party, at a princess party, the second she saw it, she pushed my mom away and said, I can do it, and all of a sudden, she's swimming. And she's kicking her legs and she's doing like the whole stroke thing or doing like the doggy paddle, swimming with these other little girls. My mom's got it on video. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I was, I I couldn't, like, you you can't imagine the amount of pride I had for her. You know, like I was was so, I was so proud of my daughter, just just watching her just push off and, you know, grow right in that moment. And then she was so excited to show me when I got home and I was like, I heard you. 
I heard you learned a new trick. And then immediately after she hugged me, she ran to the pool with her floaties on and just walked into the, into the pool by herself and started swimming. I was like, now it's dangerous. <laughs> she can all the time. She's at the age. <laughs> she could, she could open the sliding door. Now we need to keep it. On that. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, but man, I was so proud. It was so cool. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, after that long story, just like the coolest thing is just seeing your kids grow. That's just, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. You know, I'm 26. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, just what a feeling that must be. I don't even, like, I was going to say like, what a like rewarding or gratifying or just proud feeling, but I feel like none of those words even come close to doing it justice. Yeah, not really words can't describe it's just like man you just want to cry it fills your heart yeah and, and those are feelings i've never felt before <laughs> <laughs> i was getting pretty i was getting pretty misty-eyed over here when you were talking about the swimming story <laughs> that's just super cool to hear now are you seeing some bits and pieces of yourself as you're watching her grow yeah uh so, somewhat here and there you know okay. she's she's uh like the way she laughs and the way like her face kind of like crinkles up, you know, like I see physical features like of like, well, you really are my kid. Like, you know, I, I look at her and I see like, you got my eyes, you got my nose. She's got like, she could do this thing with her toe that she could like, just like flex her one, her big toe. It's something that I can do and something my mom can do. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's cute little things like that. It's like, I, I, you know, I see myself in her every once in a while personality wise I think she takes more after her mom and she's a very smart kid so I don't know if she's really picking up stuff of me what for the for the time that that I have her you know that she brings back home to her mom that I don't know about so I mean in that small little window that I get of her I don't really see a lot of like my personality rubbing off on her not quite yet anyways again she's only three mm -hmm. so I'm hoping, you know, with time, I'll start to rub off on her a little bit. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Leading me around. Filling <laughs> <laughs> everybody, I'm pretty sure. Now she's yeah. three, so I'd imagine she's coming up, because what, pre-K and kindergarten, that's what, age five? I'm pretty sure five. Okay. Uh, yeah, five and, five and six, depending on, like, when you're born. I think I went into kindergarten when I was six, cause, or, yeah, five. Yeah, five. I would say five, five, six. Okay. That's coming up quick. Yeah, it is. Right. Being a summer kid, you know, like being born in the summer, it's the, the age is like a little different because you can be younger than the kids in your class. So she could go in at like four, maybe. Oh, that's right. And, you know, and, and be with kids that are also four, but they'll all turn five while they're going through and she won't turn five until the next year. You know what I mean? four or five or six, something like that, something around that area. But yeah, yeah, it's coming up real quick. And uh, it's actually going to be a little bit harder once the school years start. You know, when she gets a little bit older, I won't be getting these every other weekend visitations. Or if I do, they'll probably be cut a little bit shorter because she has to make it back in time or she's got to get off of school at a certain time just so oh. I can pick so Friday pickups might not become a thing. It'll be more like a Saturday pickup. And then I only get her for like whenever, you know, that Saturday and then that Sunday she's going back. So I don't really, oh, wow. not even like a full day. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, is there any chance of that like changing as 
the years go on where the split becomes closer to like a 50-50 thing? Um, that depends on if I move closer to her or if she moves closer to me. Otherwise, it'll most likely be this way or I'll get her for like a whole summer rather than uh, every other weekend. Got it. Okay. Holidays, of course. But Right. Now, with her about to enter school in a few years, I mean, it sounds like she was a big hit at the princess party. Is she a, normally a pretty social kid? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. She's she's so sociable. <laughs> it's it's a little scary. She comes up to like random people and wants to like to, you know, entertain them, make them laugh. Always saying like, I'm funny. Yeah, I'm funny, right? I'm funny. Like, yeah, I mean, you're funny. <laughs> you're a cute kid. People, I'm sure people enjoy you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So she's, uh, she's very energetic. She's super, uh, she's all over the place, really. But yeah, she loves, she loves meeting people. She loves being around other kids. She needs more of that for sure. Yeah. Well, sounds like she'll fit right in whatever mm -hmm. kindergarten that she winds up at for sure. Going back to the personality thing, I don't know if you're rubbing off on her or not. When you talked about her being energetic and wanting to make people laugh, I'd say that's one of the big characteristics that's coming from coming from the dad. So that's a good <laughs> that's a good thing to see getting rubbed off on her. Absolutely, man. I hope that's a gene thing. <laughs> that's <laughs> I think, anyways. <laughs> I'll pass it up as I'll chalk it up as that for sure. <laughs> now you've got a lot of stuff going on because you talked about you know it aligns well with your work schedule, like you're working you told me earlier that you're working on an apprenticeship for electrician is that right yes yeah you're being a dad you're dating living with a girlfriend like you've got a lot of stuff going on man like how are i'd love to figure out how do you go about juggling all these different priorities that you have and i think that's like probably the biggest thing that i could offer to your podcast as well just in this in this segment would be it's never too late to figure out your life. And I mean, the sooner you do it, the better. It's just once you start like a little bit later and start hitting the things that you actually are, are aiming towards, that's when more stuff kind of piles on. The responsibilities, the, you know, like maybe loss of friendships, the possibility of moving, you know, and you could already be settled down in like a place and, all of a sudden your job takes you elsewhere, you know, or maybe you're a traveler or something. Yeah, I guess I'll just start with trying to, I guess, find a job first. Finding my career was definitely difficult. I'll say like the best thing I could do to juggle my stuff is to continuously try to be myself. Like try to try to be my own rock. Having a girlfriend absolutely helps somebody that supports you and appreciates you, lets you be who you want to be. That also helps a lot because it, it gives you some familiarity to kind of fall back on so that the hard stuff isn't as daunting because you always have yourself and you always have the person that loves you. It's a big help. It's a huge help, you know? Yeah. And with that also, you know, having a daughter also helps because when, you know, I get to see her, I mean, she's, she, you know, she loves me and I love her, you know, it's just, it's, it's awesome to have, somebody that just loves you unconditionally, especially at the age of three, where there's a lot of fun and a lot of trouble, you know, it just, it makes it worth it, you know, but uh, yeah, it's just, there, there's a lot of stuff that kind of falls on your shoulders when you start to figure your life out a little bit later and uh, yeah, daunting, I guess. So I guess I'll just, um, I'll start with uh, finding a job after college. 
as you know, I went to college to be a graphic designer. And to anybody listening, I'd say, uh, <laughs> you know, make sure you plan that shit out. Don't, don't just jump into something because you think like, oh, I'm good at computers. I'm good at art. I'm just going to jump right in and college is going to teach me everything I know. It's not how it works. <laughs> it's <laughs> definitely not how it works. And uh, you'll end up, um, you, you'll, you'll struggle for a while. <laughs> you'll work in a job like bag makers and uh, really shoot yourself in the foot for about two years. <laughs> it's not, not a fun time. Not to say that it happens to everybody, but um, yeah. So I started out working at bag makers and I started as a graphic artist there. And they were very misleading to the term of graphic artist. It wasn't really, it wasn't a real graphic art position. It was really just the company takes in art from other companies that was already made by like a professional artist or like, you know, Nike or Google or some kind of offshoot that's like working through Google or whatever, like just random pieces of art. It's usually just text. And as the artist, you would scale it, rasterize it, or make sure that it'll go through the printing press, make sure it fits perfectly on whatever bag you're trying to print on and send it down to production to print. That was copy and paste for two years. I did that. <laughs> that was, oh, wow. I'll tell you what, I learned nothing as like a professional artist. And if there was one thing I would tell bag makers, it would, I would tell them, don't put down graphic artists. They're just trying to snatch people that somewhat know computers to do their art for them. And again, it's not really art. So I'd tell them like, you know, somehow change their calling card for that. Yeah. Kind of dangling the carrot for what sounds like a nice position with the title, but the actual day-to-day of it is couldn't be farther from the truth. Exactly. Got so it. applying for jobs after that, trying to stay in the graphic design field, I really had no experience for t- Two years, I worked at a job that just kind of gave me absolutely nothing. You know, I kind of knew that after the first year, I realized like, you know, after I got a grasp on how the whole process works at Bagmakers, I realized I didn't develop any skills here. I use Illustrator a lot. I use Photoshop a lot and I use InDesign a lot, but that doesn't mean I know like all the facets of it and it didn't teach me anything about art. It's really just, if anything, I, I learned a little bit by just watching all the other people's art kind of come through. That, again, doesn't really prepare you for anything out in the real world. So there was no business application that I learned. There was no marketing scheme, that I, scheme, no marketing application that I learned. And just going out to other businesses with my portfolio, which was really only made from college because that's the only work I had, wasn't enough. And two years in an art business or an art position for them wasn't enough, especially when they found out what bag makers was. So it just ended up, you know, denial after denial after denial. And after a while, that's when I started to figure like, okay, it's time to really shift gears here. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought maybe I should go back to school and maybe get a degree in marketing, thinking that that would save my ass, graphic design and marketing maybe those two together would get me into a position that I would enjoy. And then my love for art and graphic design just kind of drifted away. I stopped drawing stuff. I stopped animating stuff. I stopped 3D designing things. And uh, I started realizing that, you know, maybe it's just, you know, I just got to find what really drives me with my passion. Because in that whole time going through college, going through 
just regular, just actual work. I didn't spend a lot of time developing who I was as a person. That's when my dad actually came out and said, maybe you should just look at the trades. He was a carpenter basically his entire life. And other than suffering from bad joints and uh, <laughs> heart failure, uh, <laughs> he's, you know, the, the, uh, the union did him a lot of good, especially in carpentry. I thought, you know, maybe I was kicking the, that idea around a little bit thinking like, I don't want to bust my back doing something like that, you know, dr drifting from job to job. I thought, you know, that'd be, that'd be ridiculous. I thought it'd be insane. Um, in that time frame, that's when I had my daughter and the idea of just kind of, you know, maybe I should just stick with bag makers. They're paying me decently. Maybe I should just stick around and raise my daughter here where I, where I grew up. And uh, I thought, you know, maybe this is just where I settle my roots. And if something comes along, great. If not, at least I have some kind of stability. And I just got so depressed. It just, it, it made me feel like I was just losing who I was as a person. Then my younger brother, actually, he graduated high school. And instead of following me and my two other older brothers of going down the college avenue and seeing how much debt we, we gained and that all of us ended up not even being in a position that we went to college for, he decided, you know what, I'm just going to follow what my dad did. He, he said, go to the trades. Like, maybe I'll try that. So he becomes an electrician. He didn't get into the union first. He went non-union and he got all of this skill. And on the sidelines, I'm just watching him grow as a person. Kind of, he kind of takes more after my dad, after I take more after my mom, personality-wise. And um, But I could see him definitely starting to like learn new facets of life. I, you know, I never even thought about you know and he just he, he started coming home with more ideas of uh you know who he wanted to be what he wanted to do all of a sudden he starts talking about yeah I'm thinking about getting a property all across the border in Wisconsin I'm thinking about um investing in a truck I'm thinking about maybe buying some properties and renovating them because now I have the skill to do a little bit of that I'm thinking more and more about yada yada yada, yada all this other stuff like that I was thinking, where the heck, this, this isn't the same brother. This isn't, this isn't my <laughs> younger brother who used to shoot rifles and pretend rifles, you know, in the, in the backyard playing army, you know, playing video games with him, uh, beating him up when I was a kid. Like, this isn't, this isn't the same brother, you know. He grew as a person way more than I thought, you know, was possible. I didn't think that anybody could grow that much only after like a certain couple of months in a job, you know, do like working, yeah. you know, I didn't think your job could like change you. And so that's when I gave it a lot of thought and he said, he's going to go apply to the apprenticeship at the union and that I should apply too. So I did. And they didn't let me in, they let him in. So he's already a first year. He's going to be a second year, but I wasn't given that opportunity. Then again, you know, why would they give me that opportunity? I'm just some guy who worked at a graphic art position for yeah. so long, you know. Then they gave me a call and said that there was this work. It was called CW work, uh, constructional wireman work, that I'll still be working with the union. It won't, it, it's definitely like a, a, there's a pay scale that I can work up towards 
while being a CW and being in the union, but I won't be doing any kind of apprenticeship work, but it'll technically be electrical work for X amount of time that I'll be working for them. And I said, all right, you know what? Better than bag makers, better than just <laughs> sitting on my ass doing nothing, you know, literally learning nothing. So uh, I went and did that. And it just, honestly, that, that change that I saw my brother go through, I started to kind of experience something along those lines. Like I started, I was outside more, which instantly made me 10 times happier. You know, I, I wasn't staring at a cubicle. I wasn't looking outside through, you know, a window. I was in the elements. I was in the heat. I was in the dirt digging and stuff, but I had a lot more appreciation for like the tradesmen, you know, started to, I don't I feel like after that time I started to change as a person. My, my priorities started to change. You know, I wasn't spending all my money on Legos. Now I only spent half my money on Legos. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's all of a sudden, like, you know, my, my, like seeing my daughter was a lot more enjoyable because I had, I wasn't mentally drained from that office work. You know, I was, I was physically drained, but now I had more appreciation for the time that I had with my daughter and I could go outside more when being in an office job for me anyways, just made me want to stay inside more, not really go outside. Just like my, my brain is drained. I just want to do the stuff that I want to do. And I just, you know, a mental fog for such a long time. Being outside more during the day makes me want to enjoy life outside more because now you're confined to this one area and you're outside. And now I'm thinking, all right, at the end of the day, I want to go for a walk because it's such a nice day out. I don't want to waste all of my energy just doing work. I want to go outside and I want to go see that park. Or I want to take my daughter. I want to go walk along the lake, go for a picnic or something, go for a bike ride. And that started, you know, changing my mindset entirely, which was awesome. So for a year, I worked as a CW and it was all solar. And solar is an animal. I know nothing <laughs> about it. It was, it's, it's, it's repetitious. It's in the dirt, putting pipe in the ground. Or if you have like an open cab system, it's hanging these stupid looking coat hangers that carry wire underneath the solar panels it's just it's it's weird but you know when you see the the final the the completed project which you see all of it from going like from a cornfield to this huge solar array with these giant you know transformers and stuff it's just it's pretty cool it's really cool and uh i guess that's one thing about the trades that is also something that an office worker wouldn't really get to see is you get to see something that you built you know, yeah. you can walk past something and like, you know, I screwed that bolt in. Like any kid that had a tradesman as a dad, as, as a father, you know, like <laughs> I built that building, you know, you're driving yeah. past like that McDonald's, I built that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like so now I can drive past that solar fields and I was there, I put up that panel. <laughs> but um, then uh, finally, after another round of uh, uh, interviews, I actually got into the apprenticeship after a year, which was awesome. awesome. Yeah. And now I'm working as an apprentice, no longer outside per se. Now I'm like in office buildings, kind of right past square one, but now I'm building them. Now I'm actually putting in this, the, the sockets, you know, wiring everything. And, uh, and now it's just, I, I don't know, personally, I think it's the coolest thing ever. And I love working with my hands and 
I'm starting to actually find myself in my work, the personality that I, I used to have that I feel like I've always had, you know, that kind yeah. of drifted away from me when I worked in an office has finally come back. And, you know, it's, it's making me smile a lot more, being a lot more joyful with the people around me, with my daughter, with my girlfriend, you know, finding a lot more time to just enjoy life, just for whatever reason came out of just completely switching gears and doing something that in the long run, my dad told me I should do anyways. <laughs> I wasted a lot of years of my life trying to find this one thing that I'm like good at, that I'm interested in. I don't know. I guess you just got to fall. You got to fail a couple of times to realize that, yeah, that, that little voice in your head that says, you know, maybe you should do this or your dad telling you, maybe you should do this. Yeah. You know, maybe you should follow that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's just awesome to hear and just listen to it. I could definitely tell the difference in your tone of voice and your excitement when you were talking about bag works. That was it. Bag works, bag, bag makers, makers, bag makers. Bag makers. Yeah. Just the difference in tone of voice talking about bag makers all the way through to now the apprenticeship and everything in between. It was just awesome to hear the transformation that you went through. And also crazy to think that, yeah, like your job can impact the rest of your life. Because you were in an office, in a cubicle, drained, mentally exhausted, and you'd come out of work. So you're only working eight hours a day, but I'm sure it was affecting how you were sleeping, your social life, family life outside of work just sucks everything out of you. And now they can see the big difference. Have your, has your girlfriend or your family noticed since you've been doing the electrician stuff? Like, hey, we've, we've definitely noticed a big change in you and we like to see it. Absolutely. At least my dad tells me a lot. Yeah, I just look happier because I am, you know, Yeah. and uh, my girlfriend and I, we go on more dates now. We're, you know, and then we find after getting the apprenticeship that also came with a little bit, you know, a pay raise. So we actually sat down and looked for an apartment and, you know, moved into this nice apartment that we have now and still planning on, you know, upgrading even further and getting a house. That's the idea. You know, that's the plan. But uh, yeah now that I kind of have this career that I'm aiming towards that I, I don't want to lose that I want to keep advancing in, you know, that's helping me kind of stabilize in this, you know, in my life. And now I'm aiming for those things that like my, my younger brother was aiming towards getting a house, getting property. Now I'm starting to see the advantages of, you know, planning your life out with your career in mind and shooting for those kinds of things like getting that property across the border because property taxes in illinois they suck ass they're absolutely <laughs> terrible you know they're gonna it's just it's just awful it's awful here yeah. and they tax you to breathe here and across the border though their taxes especially on the border like down south wisconsin they know that illinois people are coming up to avoid their taxes now they're taxing people in Wisconsin, like lower Wisconsin, pretty hefty, but yeah. not cheaper than Illinois, you know, maybe Indiana might have better ideas, uh, you know, better, better, better shit. I don't know. But, um, you know, now it's a lot of that stuff is coming to light a little bit more. I'm thinking about it a little bit more. Maybe that's coming with age two being in the trades. You hear about this kind of talk all the time and it starts kind of getting your gears going and you start to realize, and a lot of the older guys will tell you all the time, you know, like the career is great. It's awesome work. It's always interesting. It's not always great. It's not always 
you know, bad, but it's always interesting and it always keeps you on your toes. But don't get lost in your work. You have to, especially the, the older guys will tell you, it, if you spend all your time at work, you're going to lose those small little moments at home. Your kids are going to grow up real fast. Your, your, uh, your girlfriend's going to start blowing the neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> what one of them told me, it's like, you know, it's like you, you don't, you don't want to give up your, your, your life at home. You want to find who, what you love, what you do on the offside. Your work should feed your personal life and you should enjoy your personal life off screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. And it's yeah. much easier, I'd imagine, to enjoy your personal life when you're actually enjoying the work life because it just feeds right into it. If you come home from work and you're in a good mood, like, got to do some problem solving today. Got to, you know, get my hands dirty, set up some coat, set up some coat hangers for some wires. Might not be the most interesting thing in the world, depending on the day, but it beats sitting in a cubicle working with some Nike logos. Like, it's easy to take that excitement home with you and do something else. Like, it's much easier to go through and think about all right, hey, let's look at what houses we could buy in the area or what properties we could look at in a different area when you come home after a good day of work compared to being drained. Like, you know what? The last thing I want to do is anything other than what I do to relax. And when I do to relax, I'm just going to go through it half-assed anyway because I'm just like, well, I got to wake up and go work this horrible job in the morning anyway. You said it perfectly. Yeah, I mean, like, that's exactly it. Being on a computer all day, the last thing you want to freaking do be on a computer <laughs> yeah. and that's where all you know nowadays that's where all the entertainment is it's like your video games or you know watching tv or something like that or yep. like that's like man sometimes i would just come home and just sit down and just honestly just, I, I would have like reddit open and facebook open and i wouldn't even scroll through the pages i would just sit there just brain dead just not knowing what to do because <laughs> i don't want to do anything it's, yeah. it's just want to breathe at this point you know that, and that's it and uh yeah yeah, it's it's funny, man. Yeah, a change of change of profession can really uh, really change your whole perspective on life. On top of that, too, you know, I don't really have to get rid of my art design or anything. In construction, you know, there's also CAD work, and that a lot of that deals with 3D design and you know engineering as well. So you'd have to maybe go back to school a little bit to learn that stuff, but that's also an avenue of being an electrician or in, in the trades entirely. And I guess that kind of segues into what I wanted to say, or like one of the questions you asked me was as an electrician, you have so many other paths than just being, you know, your standard electrician, right? You can take different calls, like a service call where somebody's electricity went out. I got to go figure out what the issue is, you know, or, you can just go ahead and completely ignore all service calls and all like office work and building construction and become a lineman where you're on, you know, the line poles fixing, you know, the, the heavy volt, the high voltage lines out there, or you can even take your, your profession. You can go across the world. Some guy, a guy in our local, local 117, he just came back from like, I think, six or eight months from uh africa and he was setting he was he was i don't know building houses or something out there wow. like uh wiring up businesses and stuff like that like from the ground up 
he got paid really well to do that, you know, just go yeah. across the country. So like this job offers with it a lot of travel, a lot of experience and a lot of different facets that, you know, if you're not essentially happy with what it is that you're doing, be it like be it solar repetitious stuff, you can just call the hall and tell them, Hey, you know, I want a job that does something else. I mean, they're not going to find it for you, but you can bid on it. You know, you can, you, they'll, they'll give you options or something, you know, they'll let you know, like, this is coming up. There's a job like this coming up. Or if you want, you can, again, change your profession to be low voltage or high voltage. High voltage would be linemen. Low voltage being you can set up data centers. I don't know why you'd want to do that. That also seems <laughs> extremely repetitious and honestly quite boring and a little bit of a headache. I mean, all the wires are one color, they're blue, and they're all cat five or cat six cables. And how the hell did you figure that out? How do you organize that shit? I don't know, but there's like thousands of them coming into one spot and you got to figure that shit out, you know, and it wires the entire damn building. Like if that's, if that's your speed, that's your speed, you know, but like it's, it's, it's definitely colorful, I guess. I knew basically nothing about the profession, but even just through talking to you, I've learned, I've picked up a lot of knowledge about it but I didn't know that there were so many different avenues you could go down. Like once you're in, you're kind of in, but there's a lot of different ways you can go. And that if you go one way, it's not like, all right, you're doing this for the next 40 years till you retire. Peace. It's like, all right, you want to do this for a little bit of time. All right. You want to try your hand at something else, become as well-rounded of an electrician, all these different aspects of the trade. I didn't know all that, but that's super cool. And when you were, sitting at bag makers thinking like, you know what, I don't want to be doing this for the good long while. Say you run into that same kind of roadblock doing what you're doing now in three years, you still, it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, you got the flexibility to go through and do something else, but not abandon the skills you've already developed so far. Exactly. It's exactly right. I'm working with a guy right now out of uh, 364. I forget out of, out of Chicago. He works out of Chicago okay. and, uh, or that's where his, that's where his local union is. And he's taking a long call out to us because we have a lot of work and we're having trouble man in the man in the work right now. But he told me that he's been out of commercial work, which is what I'm doing right now. So that's like building like a, like an office building that would be commercial. Right. Okay. So I'm there with all the other trades and stuff, carpenters, mutters, uh, painters, drywall uh, and drop ceiling fitters, low vault, high voltage, and then us electricians are working with all the trades right now. And he said he spent the last 20 years out of commercial. He hasn't, he hasn't done commercial since like he was a uh, topped out out of the apprenticeship, which means like you make the most amount of money. You have all of your hours. You're basically a journeyman without taking the test. So he's been out of it for like 20 years and he just came back and he was like, well, you know, work was slow and, uh, I figured, you know, I've been out of it long enough. I, th I think that it's uh, repetitive, but might as well come back. It's something I know. It's something I know how to do, and it's it's money. It's work. Wow. So that's just proof that you can really just kind of do whatever the hell you want. You can bid on whatever job you want. Yeah. You know, assuming that you get it and run with that basically your entire profession. <laughs> and yeah. you can jump right back to doing whatever the fuck you want to do. <laughs> And that's awesome. <laughs> At least in my eyes, like that's, that's exactly what I want. I want the flexibility to do whatever the fuck I want. It's yeah, awesome. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, if you get bored with something, all right, sounds good. And once this job is done, I know that the next job I'm bidding on, it's not going to be this thing at all. 
Exactly. That's super cool. And good for you for taking the jump too. Cause you said before, like right at the time that Emerson was being born, you're like, you know what? I could just stay at bag makers and I could just have some stability here, but you weren't happy there. And you said you were going through some depression right there. You're like, I need to do something to change. But at the same time, like, well, if I change, what am I losing out on here? I've got a baby girl on the way. Like how many people would have just stayed in that spot? Like at bag makers, like, you know what? This is what I know. This is kind of the security that me and my family need right now. We're just going to ride this way about. And I would imagine before you know it, because I'm sure there's people out there that have gone through it. Like before you know it, two years turns into three years, turns into five, turns into 10. Before you know it, they're your entire life. And you know what? You know what? I'm just mentally drained every day. This isn't where I want to be, but it was the right decision at the time, or maybe it wasn't, and they wind up paying for it. So, I mean, it takes a lot of courage to actually go through and make that leap into something. Like you said, you weren't interested in the trades. Like, all right, my dad had told me it a few years ago, but not something I want to do. Like, you went into it. It sounds like the only experience and knowledge of it that you had for electricians was through your younger brother, who at the time was either still in high school or just graduated high school like you did a complete I don't know if you can get as far on ends of the spectrum as graphic design and being an electrician it's a huge leap to take but you did it and it's paying off now which is so cool to see and I feel like something that not a whole lot of people would have done but it's paying dividends for you right now exactly and you know a lot of it also came from I wanted to pay off my loans as fast as possible too not only was I looking at something like you know oh I want a career change that that's huge. It's just, I also wanted to, you know, get, get my loans paid off for. And I heard that the trades, you know, they pay, I mean, extremely well on top of also having all your benefits. Like you have a pension at the end of the, you know, at the end of 30 years of working there, uh, paying into my 401k and all these other uh, great benefits that I'm still learning about. There's still stuff coming down the way that I, I don't even get to touch. Not until I'm like a journeyman, which is awesome. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of facets to it money wise, you know, and, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, that was just an extra kick, you know, to say, you know what, I'm going to try for it because the money will be great. The career change will be hopefully good. Sure enough, it was. And then the option to travel is something I always wanted to do as a journeyman. I mean, it's in the name journey, man, you know, it's <laughs> going from one place to another kind of accruing skills to become a master. It's, it's just something that, I didn't realize I've always wanted to do. And now that I have it, I'm, I'm kicking myself thinking like, man, I wasted so much time. <laughs> I could have been, I, at this point, I could already be a journeyman, man. I could be, yeah. I could be running a job. I could even be a foreman who knows, but it, it's just, uh, it's just one of those things that, you know, you learn with time, you learn with failure. And uh, like to anybody that may be listening that, you know, hopefully isn't bored to death <laughs> from my, from my story. And, you know, I can tell them like, if you feel like you can do something or if you feel like you, you want to change your life around, all you got to do is just kind of go get yourself into it. And everybody says that, man, I always, I, I still hear people saying like, just change your life. Just go ahead and do that thing that you want to do. You know, and a lot of the time you just don't know what it is that you want to do. I mean, you don't know until you try. And a lot of the time, and I'm still trying to figure out a lot of my personal stuff too. It's like, just try it. Just, you know, I bought a 3D printer and I love it. <laughs> I, I spent a lot of money on it. And, uh, you know, now I'm printing all the time. I didn't realize it was something that I'd be good at, something that I was interested in. 
And I just, I just did it because I thought it'd be cool. And it turns out it's one of the best things that, you know, I could have purchased. It's just, just jump into something, you know, you think it might be cool, jump on it. Even if it's a lot of money, you know, save up for it and jump on it or, you know, find a friend that's got something and ask, ask questions. I think it's just, uh, yeah, I think that's good advice. Just kind of go for it. Such great advice. You know, like you said, you hear it from a lot of people. I hear it too. Like, oh yeah, I saw this thing. And like, it looks super cool. Like maybe I'll do it sometime. And you check with them in like a year. Like, oh, hey, how'd that go? Oh yeah. Still not going to do it. It was cool for the time being, but just never decided to do it. I mean, that's what I thought about for this podcast too. I'm like, you know what? This seems like a good excuse to just get together and talk with some old friends that I have. But I'm like, well, I don't know. Other people listen to podcasts. I feel like it'd be an all right one. They have their friends on. I guess it'd be all right for me to do too. But I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't really know how to run a podcast. I still don't know how to run a podcast, but I'm like, you know what? Might as well just jump into it. So yeah, I think that's that's such great advice. And it ties into the next piece that I wanted to talk to you about of just finding something cool and trying it and wishing that you found this earlier for people that are just coming out of college or they recently came out of college or they're just looking for a career change. What recommendations do you have for them on getting a little bit closer to finding the career that's going to make them happiest? Right. First, first things first, burn down the college and get your money back. (laughs) (laughs) Demand your cash back because they're not going to give it back to you unless you threaten them. No, (laughs) no, don't, don't burn down a college, but but, uh, definitely, you know, research is everything. And I didn't have a lot of it jumping into the trade. So I kind of lucked out, but I would say, you know, consider things that you haven't considered before. You know, you don't necessarily need to use your degree. Just the fact that you went to college, that you went to a four-year university, you devoted your time or two-year university, you know, you devoted your time to learning something. You walked out of there with a piece of paper that you basically just paid for, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's still, it's something to brag about, something to bring along with you. And you don't, as far as I've learned, you don't necessarily need to tell people that you even went to college, even though it's going to look like a four-year black hole on your resume, uh, you don't have to tell anybody that you went to college because a lot of the time they'll see you as like, a lot of people saw me, oh, you're a graphic designer. You went to college for four years, but you're not going for a graphic design position. Like you sure you want to do this? I was asked that question five times during my interview process. My two, my two interviews, well, technically three interviews. I was asked that same question, graphic art. You sure you want to be an electrician? Like, yes. Please, dear God, let me in. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's, uh, you, don't, you don't really need your college experience to move forward in life, you know? You just have to, I guess, you got you to gotta flip stuff. You know, you got you to turn what you've learned into assets in your resume so that you can look for those or like apply for those jobs that you you know, don't normally think about like 3d design. I went for yeah, graphic design, but for video game, media arts and game development, that's not going to help me in a lot of places, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but with that 3d design experience, I can flip that and, you know, reapply to a college and learn a little bit more about CAD or take CAD on myself 
because I did do a little bit of CAD design at Whitewater, ah. I can flip that and apply myself towards some kind of CAD design profession if I wanted to do that, which, you know, that, that's just kind of taking an asset that you learned, flip it, make it your new career goal and strive towards that, you know, if that's something that I want to do. Um, so I guess for people coming straight out of college, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that they're coming out of college and they're like, okay, I got this degree. I want to do what I got my degree for. This is the plan I chose. A lot of the time it's not going to happen. You know, they're probably coming out of college with less experience than somebody else or, you know, there's just not a lot of opportunity in their area. I guess maybe one look to move, you know, try and try and follow your job elsewhere or two switch gears, start considering those options that maybe other people told you, you might be a good fit for, or if nobody's told you that you could be a good fit for anything, not saying that people are bad at like everything or, you know, somebody's telling them like, you know, you shit, shit. don't even try. No, you know, I don't think anybody's saying that, but uh, um, I think just kind of go for those, just, you know, I keep saying it, but just go for those things that uh, you don't normally consider. Like, I, again, I didn't consider the trades and I would also just recommend, you know, there's so many freaking trades out there. You don't have to be an electrician. If, Electricity scares you, which I mean, I've heard a lot of horror stories of people literally working on hot or live transformers, you know, and they have a huge amount of electricity going through them yeah. and just dropping your screwdriver down into like, you know, a bus for the electricity shooting through could trigger an arc flash. And an arc flash is for literally like 0.5 seconds is hotter than the sun. And that's not initially what will kill you. It's the fact that it superheated the air around you. And then you breathed in that air. And now you're burning from the inside. Out. Oh, my. It's scary. Like, that's, <laughs> that's insane. You know, they even tell me, like, if you, you know, they told me, John, awesome, awesome foreman I had. And, you know, he, he believes in me that I'll go throughout the apprenticeship, like, no problem. He says I have great skill set and at least a drive to learn and he nice. said if you're ever turning anything on use your left hand because i know you're right-handed use your left hand turn away from the switch hold your breath and turn it on because if that thing arc flashes at least you lost your left hand and you're not burning from the inside out <laughs> you know in case you wired something wrong do that you know like it's oh. it's, it's scary you know yeah and all the trades are scary you know carpenters they're running on rooftops my dad has a story of uh when he worked for uh jensen which is uh non-union and one of the guys he was he was amazing up top on the roof just like would walk backwards and just nail shit in left and right you know not even thinking about it and he just keep walking and walking and then all of a sudden he just walked right off the top of, oh. a, of a two-story building or a one-story building you know like just just walked right off backwards, landed on his back in the dirt. And then he'd just get up and walk around and just be totally fine. And that guy is still going at it. You know, man, it's been freaking 30, 40 years later. Oh he's, still shit. he's still in carpentry. Like it's dangerous and people can yeah. be stupid, you know, just to go back on it. There's so many, there's so many trades 
there's electrician, there's HVAC, there's plumbing, there's pipe fitter, there's, again, I'm working with so many trades, like just drywalling, mudding, painting, just regular carpentry. I mean, the guys who install the drop ceiling for most offices, it's, it's a lot of cool stuff. Even installing like fire alarms like that, I'm pretty sure that goes with like drywallers or maybe low vault techs, but there's, not drywallers, I'm sorry, drop ceiling guys, but there's, there's just so many facets of the, the trades. The trades is so open. I would recommend that people who come out of college, if they really don't feel like they've used their time wisely, look at the trades. They pay really well. If you get into a union, they protect your ass. They give you so many like, you know, uh, life insurance policies. It's just so nice to know that you're, especially with a union, you walk into something and they have your back entirely. You know, they, 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 they support you. They're not going to let some company pay, like underpay you or say it's your fault for their issues. Like you got shocked on something that was live that shouldn't have been live. You know, that's not your fault, but the company is going to blame you because you should have checked it even though you checked it twice and some asshole, you know, behind you just decided, oh, I'm going to flip this up because I want to use the toilet right now, you know, and then all of a sudden you don't, you don't have your fingers. So yeah. you don't want, you, you got, you got somebody that's backing you, you know? Yeah. Any union would be, I'd say a good step, a, a good, a good career move to get into, you know? Yeah. That's good advice. And I'd say like the big piece that you talked about earlier was, I think like bucket it into a term would be like understanding the art of transferable skills. So like you talked about like, all right, well, what are some of the things that you're good at that you actually learned through college? If you're not going to apply in your major, like your 3d printing thing for the CAD while applying your media arts and game development degree. Yes. Two things that sound completely opposite, but I've got skills over here that could be helpful for me in my career later down the road. And like being able to figure out what are some of those skills that I have right now that could be applied in different industries, different settings, different scenarios. And then when you take a look at just not just like, all right, here's a degree I'm going for, but here are the skills I'm applying in this degree. It's much easier to figure out, all right, here are all the different avenues I could go, whether that's in the trades or outside of the trades, like figuring out what you're good at and where you can be good at applying those things sounds like a very good recommendation for kids that are coming out of college or even just someone that's wanting a career move when you're looking at, all right, here's what I'm doing my current job. Here's what I like doing, don't like doing. Here's what I'm good at. Here's where I think other industries are looking for skills like these that I'm good at. Here's where I can apply them. I think that's really good. Exactly. Exactly. It's all sure. about how you frame it. All yep. about how you frame it. For any resume, for any interview, all about how you frame stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, it's an art for sure. Are for yeah. sure. And I'm sure when you were going through and doing the interview process for the apprenticeship, I'm sure that there were times like, all right, yep, I got that first interview down and didn't necessarily go my way. Let me figure out how to frame this better the second time. Of course, you had a little bit more experience under your belt, which helped things. But I'm sure when you're going through, you had to frame that year of CW experience just appropriately enough where it's like, all right, let's, let's take a shot on this guy. Exactly. Exactly. Just that little bit of knowledge help me get through the entire way. Also being a personable person, you know, you don't want to burn bridges. You don't yeah. start, you know, talking about people behind their back or saying this dude's an asshole, this dude's got problems or something like that, you know, shit travels. So, you know, also being like, while you're in the trades, especially if anybody's like looking to become a CW, you want to show people, you don't want to be an 
ass kisser, you know, you don't want to just like, you know, be on somebody's ass. And people <laughs> see that and then they start saying like, well, this kid doesn't really care about like the fact that they, you know, are trying to get into a career or anything. They don't care about this as a career. They're just trying to, you know, suck face all the way to the top or whatever. Mm -hmm. At least that's a lot of people think that it's better to just, you know, be aware of your surroundings start picking up things and be ready with the next move. Like say a journeyman needs a screwdriver. You pull out that screwdriver before they even ask for it. You know? Yeah. That's just advice for anybody trying to get into like the trades or something like that. You know, you just want to pick up what people are doing around you, start learning the process so that you can aid them. And then, you know, it also helps you learn like what, what to do. Of course. Yeah. You're making their life easier by just in the simple screwdriver example. They're making their life easier by not having to grab a screwdriver. It makes just a whole lot of sense for them to do whatever they can to make your life easier. At least realize, like, you know what? Rudy's a good hand. He's good to have around. Next job, I want him on it because he does good work. That's exactly that. That's all it takes. That's seriously all it takes. Just one good word from like a good guy, a guy that has good standing in the union, you're set. And yeah. I can tell just by, just by you talking about just being an electrician, all the things you've learned so far. I'd say along with being personable and those transferable skills, one of those big skills is, like you mentioned it earlier, like a drive to learn and learn more about it. That's something big that I've noticed at my job, talking to friends, stuff like that, that, that goes a very, very long way and realize like, you know what, anything that we throw at this kid, he's, even if he doesn't get it right away, as long as we see that, all right, he or she is putting their best foot forward to try and grasp this thing as holistically as possible we know that they're going to be good, whether it's right now or later down the road. Like that goes a long way to interviews and promotions, yes. things like that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we've talked all about this work stuff. Now, just before, last question I've got for you is, Emerson's three, you've been a dad for three years. Any recommendations you have for anyone that's either a young dad out there or someone that's looking to become a young dad in the future? Any recommendations you have for them? Absolutely. I got many recommendations, but <laughs> the best advice I could say is just kind of stick to it. Shit changes. Everything changes. You know, your kid is going to grow older and they're going to start developing that personality and your heart's going to change, you know, and you'll start accepting things around you more if you just accept the facts, you know, accept that you're a father, accept that you're going to spend the rest of your life caring for somebody else even if you don't want to initially you know I didn't want to be a dad at first I, I thought you know I was going to lose all of my free time I thought I was going to lose myself as a person I felt like I wasn't personally developed yet or even mature enough to take on responsibility like this but just going through it dedicating myself to changing to being a father and taking those steps and doing a little bit of research definitely just kind of helped me take on that responsibility a little bit more. And again, finding somebody like my girlfriend, who's just an absolute, she's just a rock, you know, she's awesome. She cares for Emerson like she's her own daughter, you know, and she talks me through all of my issues. It's just, it's, it's unbelievably helpful to just have somebody on your side be it your parents, be it a girlfriend or a wife, or just, you know, you know, 
even like a friend, if you're like raising maybe your kid by yourself and you got a roommate and your roommate is also helping you out, you know, like it just, it, that kind of stuff, that small stuff really just goes such a long way, you know, but uh, yeah, best advice is just to kind of like stick with it and you're going to have to come to terms with the fact that the, the stuff that you used to do, the stuff that you usually enjoy to do is going to be somewhat limited. You can still enjoy that stuff, but you have to start planning. You have to start segmenting your joys with your responsibilities. And that is tough for me. It's tough. You know, I don't have a lot of personal um, recreational things that I like to do. I like my 3D printing, but that's kind of like, you know, in the background, I can print something or I can set something up to print. It's going to take hours to print. So then, you know, that gives me hours to enjoy whatever else it is I like to do. I like to play video games, but having a daughter, having my girlfriend, you know, other things take precedence over playing video games. So, and that's just, that's so simple. You know, you can give up video games like that. It's not, it, you know, that's not a big issue, but, um, for other people, maybe it's like fishing, maybe it's hunting, maybe it's, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing like really manly things like shooting guns or whatever. Like, you know, I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> got something to do. Like, that's great. You got something to do, but you know, you also have to, you have to carve out that time for your kid, for the people around you, because that time flies like crazy. Like I missed my daughter's first swim. You know, I, I couldn't really be there because of work, but I missed that initial, you know, breaking moment that she had, you know, she also pooped in the grass. That was the first time I've seen her actually not want to poop her pants. You know, that was amazing. She's like, she's like, I got to poop. It's like, okay, go poop. So she pulls down her pants and everything. It just goes in the grass and poops. And it's like, that's awesome. You know, that's step one to using the toilet, not pooping your pants. It's great. <laughs> so like those little moments, man, they fly by. So as a father, you definitely just want to, you want, you want those, you want those moments. You want that time. And you're going to have to learn to, yeah, just kind of the stuff that you like to do that can always wait and it'll always be there, but your kid is going to grow up before your eyes faster than you know it. I mean, shit, man, uh, only a couple months ago, my, my daughter used to be able to run underneath the table, like clear it like a high uh, counter table. You she used to be able to clear going right underneath it. Now she's sitting like two or three inches above that table. And it's just insane. You know, just watching them grow up is just, and again, missing it every, every other week is just, it's hard. And uh, yeah. So fathers single fathers maybe struggling just keep with it it gets better you know and uh just kind of i mean don't lose yourself don't lose your personal stuff don't lose the don't lose the things that you enjoy don't just give that stuff up hold on to that you know still pursue that but really yeah you, you have to schedule you have to plan you have to know or prioritize that's a better word for it you have to prioritize the the people that depend on you over the stuff that you want to do because you're bored or you know you want to relax or whatever 
I guess that's pr pretty much the best advice I could give because that's the advice that I'm still trying to grapple with. You know, I'm trying to still find time between dating, you know, and playing my video games, like hanging out with my friends, going out for a couple drinks, having my daughter, you know, and her mom, my daughter's mom is dealing with that in her own way where she has Emerson, you know, almost 24 seven. So she doesn't even get the liberties that I have. And yet I'm still struggling with some of those liberties, you know, like the free time that I have, what do I do with it? And, you know, don't want to waste that, but it's just priorities. Yeah. You, make sure you, got them. you know, you got to at least set them. Absolutely. Very good advice. I mean, you would imagine most of the listeners are planning on becoming parents or already parents at this point in time. I'm definitely looking forward to becoming a dad sometime in the future. So just hearing it from someone who is a young father, I definitely got a lot out of your advice there. And that's definitely something where it sounds like a lot of shifts happen whenever a kid's brought into the world and that having someone that's there that can go through these shifts with you and help, they can help you out. You can help them out in making whatever transition comes to be not losing the things that make you happy and just making it where you're just getting an additional happy thing in the form of a kid. Like it seems like it's all really good advice. And based on all the stuff that we've talked about today, Rudy, I'm super happy for you that since the last time that we probably crossed ways in the, in the hallway at college four years ago, that it seems like things have really shifted for you and you're doing so well with the new job. Things are going well, being a dad, uh, sweet Emerson who just had a third birthday I'm sure the princess party was great too. But I mean, it's just so great to hear that things are going so well for you, which is, I can't ask for anything more than that. Thanks, man. It's, it's been a ride. Still is a ride. Still trying to figure a lot of stuff out. You know, <laughs> nobody's perfect, but absolutely. you know, you take it one step at a time, I guess. Yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some famous person said that sometime and it's been in yearbooks ever since. So, yep. Rudy and I hadn't caught up in about three years or so, so I love getting the chance to sit down and talk with him and hear about his story. It's very inspiring to hear how Rudy decided to take the risk of switching his career path to an industry completely foreign to him and is in a great position to succeed as an electrician and is so happy he made the move. It was also great hearing his experience as a father and what he loves the most about watching Emerson grow up. The comments he made about accepting the facts and reality the rest of your life is now dedicated to supporting and loving someone else is something that I know I got a lot out of and could resonate with others as well. Thank you so much to Rudy for taking the time to catch up and share your journey. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen. Here is Nora by KFK. I'll see you on the next one.
Thank you.